Welcome to the Lost Tapes of History podcast. You're about to eavesdrop on the first few minutes of a private conversation between one of England's monarchs and, frankly, someone just trying to do their job. The date is June 1215. As a condition of signing the Magna Carta, John, as somewhat reluctantly, agreed to anger management therapy. I think this is going to wind him up even more, to be honest. Right. Um, okay. Who are these two? These are my royal trumpeteers. They announce the royal presence. How calming. Hello, John. My name is Maggie Nail, and I'm your counsellor for today's session. <clears throat> Relax. Get comfortable. If you need to take your jewels off, you can put them on the table there. Why would I do that? You have rather a lot of them. They look very heavy. I want you to feel relaxed and free in here, John. I am not the bowel movement. Of course not, John. Uh, now, let's start with a question. Do you know why you are here? Let me give you a little clue. You've just signed something. Isn't that right? Yes. Your death warrant. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Good one. No, I was thinking more along the lines of the Great Charter, or Magna Carta, and that's what everyone's calling it. I don't want to talk about it. Well, we can work up to that. But you're here today because you have some anger issues that need working through. Am I right? God's blood, you are the most unspeakably pathetic individual I've ever come across. We're not here to talk about me, John. And desist from addressing me as John, you peasant. So, I'm starting to see evidence of the famous John Temper coming through. Why don't we start at the beginning? Hmm? With your childhood. Can you tell me about your relationship with your mother? Who? Your mother, Eleanor of Aquitaine. Never met the woman. You did, John. I know she was confined for a lot of your childhood on the orders of your father, but... Ah, I trust you are referring to the bitch. I think I'm beginning to sense how that relationship was. What about your father? <sighs> I was my father's favourite. Out of four brothers, I was the favourite. He always wanted me to be king one day. He didn't name you as his heir, though, did he? What? If your father wanted you to be king, why didn't he name you as heir to the throne? Shut up. What happened when your father died? I can't remember. Didn't you break your father's heart? No. I think you did. You sided with your brother Richard, who had declared war on him. Rather shocked him, I think, to see his loyal and faithful son taking up against him. How do you think that made him feel? Shut up, if you know what's good for you. When you feel yourself starting to get angry, I want you to slowly count to five. Can you do that for me? One, two, 
three, four, five. Better? No. In fact, talking about your brother, Richard... I don't want to talk about him. Richard the... what, what was it? Lionheart. Oh, yes, that's it. Lionheart. Because he was brave and strong and good-looking and charismatic and... Shut up. Put that lamp down, John. It's very expensive. Did you get that angry with your wife? Which wife? Isabella the first or Isabella the second? Both your wives are called Isabella. <sighs> yes. Why? I couldn't be bothered to learn a new name. Right. Um, I'm just looking at my notes, and I can see that there was an incident in childhood that we should talk about. Do you remember it? With your friend, Fulk Fitzwarren. During a chess game? You two had an argument, and... I smacked him in the face with the chessboard. What of it? It's a good example of losing control, isn't it, John? Of not being able to articulate your feelings in the argument and letting him know how you feel. He knew how I felt after he removed the chessboard from his face. But we're here to give you other strategies, aren't we, John? What alternative response could you have given in that example? Punched him? Something less physical. Called him a son of a whore. Something more productive. Called for a guard to take him away. What if you just got up and walked away, John? Could you have done that? No. Why not? Because I would have forfeited the game. He would have won by default. Right. Okay. Can we just go back to Richard? Not him again. Richard this, Richard that. He was a bloody fool. Tell me about a time when he made you angry. I can't recall a time when he didn't make me angry. He was a complete and utter turd. I'm interested in the nomination of his heir. Another example of his sheer idiocy. I was his only surviving brother and he nominates his nephew Arthur. Whoever heard of a king named Arthur? Idiot. And how did you feel about that? Turd. I'm surprised that you had such a bad relationship when he spent so little time in England. He told me to stay out of England while he was abroad on his crusades. He treated me like a dog jumping on the bed when his owners wasn't looking. And how did you deal with that? I gave myself a title. Which was? Highest Governor of the Realm. Did it work? Not as well as it should, no. Tell me about when your brother was captured and put up for ransom. What king gets captured and then held for ransom? That would never happen to me. You legged it to England, didn't you? The dog leapt onto the bed, to use your analogy. The people refused to support me. Said they were too busy raising their ransom funds to pick up arms and rebel. I never forgot that. Those names went on to my little list for later. Talk to me about when Richard died. Didn't go according to plan, did it? Everyone supported Arthur instead of me. Fools. But I taught them a valuable lesson. What did you do, John? I threw his supporters into Corf Castle and starved them to death. Ha! And did that help the anger? Did you feel better? Much. Kept everyone quiet, I can tell you. Great. 
This was just the start of your revengeful activity, wasn't it? If you're referring to Arta, nothing was ever proved. I'd like to read you something. Arthur was imprisoned, and when John was drunk and possessed with the devil, he slew Arthur with his own hand, and tying a heavy stone to the body, cast it into the Seine. Now what do you make of that? He slipped. Whilst carrying a heavy stone? Why not? <sighs> I'm not the police. I'm trying to get some examples to show this is a pattern of behaviour. Something happens that you don't like, or you don't have control of, and you get angry, and you resort to violence. I've got another example here. If I'm going to be here for a while, I'll need a better cushion. Your Chancellor dared to oppose you, and I'm quoting when I say, John was more than angry, his whole body unrecognisable. Rage furrowed his brow, his eyes glowed with flame, his rosy face became livid. I know what would have become of the Chancellor if he had fallen like a ripe apple into those gesticulating hands in the hour of his anger. What? It is a very vivid description, isn't it, John? I know what would have become of him. He would have become an apple crumble. I mean... I'll be honest, there are just reams and reams of examples I can give you about your anger. Most of them, I suspect, you don't even remember. Talk to me about the Pope. What a complete and utter- Can I just paraphrase here for the sake of time? You put forward a candidate for the Archbishop of Canterbury. The Pope says no, and puts his favourite in instead. Then what did you do? I refused to accept a candidate and took the Canterbury revenues for myself. And? And the revenues of the Archbishop of York as well. And what did the Pope do in retaliation? <laughs> Fool. He placed England under papal interdict. Under what? He banned the sacraments. The... The church collapsed. Only baptisms and last rites were permitted. The dead were denied a Christian burial. No church attendance, no mass, no weddings, no funerals, no celebration of feasts, no shrines of saints to worship. Then, as if that wasn't bad enough... He excommunicated me. He excommunicated you? Exactly! I think you overreacted a little bit, to be frank. And what did you do? I took all the clerical property in England. I mean, does this sound a bit tit-for-tat to you? A bit childish. He started it. Thank God he wasn't in the same country. I think you would have done him some damage, wouldn't you? One punch, just to knock that ridiculous hat off his head and then take a knee to the groin when he bends over to pick it up. Bosh! We haven't even started talking about your paranoia. Who's been talking to you about my paranoia? I don't have paranoia. Who said I have paranoia? Talk to me about the whales incident. Plot. Murder. Conspiracy. Informants told you about a plot to murder you during your trip to Wales. You called off the trip? Fair enough. But you didn't stop there, did you? They were going to kill me. You ordered the hanging of 28 men. 28 hostages. The sons of Welsh noblemen. 28? You don't think that's a bit obsessive? And that set in motion further hostage-taking. Wives and children of nobles this time. 
to force loyalty of landowners by coercion. Some of them were begging me to keep their wife and children permanently. The place was quieter without them. Less mouths to feed. Matilda de Brows. Remember her? Nope. She's the woman who spoke out about Arthur's murder. Pointed her finger at you, quite brightly. Wicked woman, shouting her mouth off. And her son. And what happened to them? I threw them in prison. You can't expect to criticize the king without punishment. She had to be taught a lesson. They starved to death in there. Wasn't there a better way to deal with it? I couldn't hang them. I'd used up all my rope in Wales. This was cheaper than buying new rope. You bought new rope eventually, though, didn't you? Hmm? For Peter of Wakefield and his son. The name sounds familiar. He prophesied the end of your reign. Said it was coming to an end. You hung him and his son. If he was that good a prophet, you should have seen it coming. I don't know, John. I don't think you'll ever get your anger under control. You are clearly intelligent, but you are also conceited, vain, extravagant, idle, greedy, and suspicious. I'm still to hear anything bad. This Magna Carta you've just signed. Did you even read it? Do you even know what it means? You've agreed that excessive taxation can only be brought in by agreement. Quite right. You've agreed that the law is superior to the king's whims and wills. Absolutely. Aren't you going to say anything? It's never going to happen. Then why is that? I've written a letter to the Pope. Mates again now, are you? I bought him a new hat. He's going to absolve me my promises. It's all going to fall through. What? Calm down. It's only a piece of parchment. No need to get your underskirts in rotational swivel. Next time, it's Henry III and the Architect. Nice pie, yo. The Lost Tapes of History podcast is a Synth 79 production. If you've enjoyed it, please leave us a review and subscribe to get more episodes. To fact check what you've heard on this monarch, visit our website losttapesofhistory.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at Synth79P and use the hashtag Lost Tapes of History. 